I'm from this. Dirt, 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 dirt. I'm all about that. Dirt, 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 dirt. I'm throwing. Dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that. Dirt, 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 dirt. Gotta get back to I'm it. a dirt trackaholic. Call it what you call it. Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that. Dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that. And welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. And, uh, you know, an exciting night tonight because, Matt, you and I were just talking before we went on air. We call this every week our therapy, and I think we both were ready for a session tonight. Oh, I totally agree with you there. uh, I was very looking forward to sitting down tonight. And before we jump in and introduce our guest tonight, which we're very excited to have in studio with us, I do want to give a shout out um, to a local racer that throttled up the podcast. You and I helped sponsor. Yes. And that's young Owen Barr. Yes. Um, in the uh, go-kart. Go-karts. Uh, I love the kid to death. He messages me every week. I see him at school and he's like, man, he's like P2. We're, we're, we're going to get you in yeah. victory lane. We want to get you in victory lane and and i love that passion he's already got for his sponsors and trying to help guys out and uh this past weekend he gets it in victory lane i immediately get a a uh, message that hey man we parked it for you yeah. so huge shout out to owen Barr and everything he's doing i've seen the picture there with the trophy on the on the uh cart right above our sticker so i, I was impressed with that too so it's good uh, job for him very very cool and I, like i said we've had a uh, we've had other drivers that we've helped out and, and got to see our our logo in victory lane but uh for a young guy like that and the passion he's got for it, yeah. it was a lot of fun to see him there. I agree. Go ahead and introduce who we got with us tonight. Tonight we have a super stock driver, JT Huffman, known as Maverick, in studio with us this evening. How you doing? Uh, just excited to be here. Good deal. So how's your uh, kind of limited racing this year, aren't you? Yeah, we uh, we cut way back this year. My brother, he's back uh, behind the wheel with us. and. Uh, you know the brownstown deal i love brownstown to death and i wish i could race there every weekend but the budget for two cars and just wasn't there so we're gonna hit brownstown a couple more times this year and we got him got his feet wet and i'm not sure where next year will take us yet good deal so how many years has he raced there well he raced we we raced go-karts together for like four or five years and then he kind of split off and quit doing it for a little bit spotted for me and then i i drove full-time mini stocks and then I've raced super stocks for a few years. And yeah, you, we well, about three or four years now, aren't you? I think this is my fifth year. Oh, is it really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's yeah. kind of time's kind of jumped through there. Well, we didn't start out with the top super stocks. So not many people remember the first couple of years because <laughs> that thing was just thrown together, old Petro car. But everybody starts somewhere, though, man. That's that's a thing. Somewhere, yeah. Yeah, we have a lot. Of, we have a lot of fun over where we're racing now. It's a big family thing, and so that's that's good. And it's good when family jumps in and starts racing. You know, also, so it's cool. Your brother's in there, and oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's getting his feet wet again. I think he's getting getting back comfortable finally. And good deal. So you started out in go karts. Yep. How many years did you run go karts? I want to say four. We won. See, the first year out, I got we only ran two or three races, and the second year we ran some more, and then the third and fourth years when we started having all our success. But the go kart game is a blast for anybody that wants to start out racing i recommend it to anybody because you don't learn everything you learn in go-karts you can use in race cars oh really yeah i mean because you're keeping it straight the the idea is just keep it straight and uh we won two championships in that back-to-back years and 
30, 32 races, I think, in the two-year span. Oh, wow. And my dad won a whole bunch of races. And it got to where the go-kart deal was so expensive, let's just build a race car. So that's that's where it took off for us. So in the go-karts, your dad, you, and your brother all raced? Oh, yeah. My my dad raced before I raced. He was racing cars back then. And my grandpa always wanted to get me into it. And one day we went out there, and he had a surprise for me. I walk out to the garage, and there's this, a brand-new go-kart on the no stand. Kidding. And that's pretty awesome. We took off with it, and I loved it. Nothing <laughs> like it. Hey, let's pause here real quick and introduce our first round of sponsors, and we'll be okay. right back with J.T. Huffman. P3 Graphics is one of Indiana's premier suppliers for motorsports wraps and apparel. P3 Graphics offers great pricing along with some of the best customer service in the industry. Give them a try on your next project and you won't be sorry. You can contact them via email, phone, or on Facebook on the P3 Graphics page. To find out more, go to www.p3graphix.com. Again, that's www.p3graphics.com. Billy Badfast Performance is your local dealer for Velocita racing gear, custom and off-the-shelf suits, shoes, gloves, crew shirts, and custom tent canopies. Also, Zamp Racing Equipment, which includes helmets and neck restraints, Double H Fabrication, front and rear bumpers, door bars, and T-bars. When you're one of the guys at the track that's bad fast and you want to look great doing it, Give us a call at Billy Bad Fast Performance, 502-517-9393. Also, look for Billy Bad Fast Performance on Facebook and Twitter. Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea is the place for any race fan to get racing memorabilia. Mark and Jamie Schaefer will work to make whatever custom photo product you would like. From prints, keychains, magnets, buttons, and much more, stop by the Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea booth and let Bronze Bobby know what they can do for you. Miller's Termite and Pest Control is the only place you need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc. They also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Email at pest underscore in underscore peace at yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657. And we are back here with the uh, super stock driver of the 45H, JT Huffman, 95H. 95H. Right. I wish I, I was against Jamie Wilson. Where did I? Why <laughs> did I go 45H, 95H? Yeah, 95H. Uh, and I knew it as soon as I said it, the uh, 95H, uh, JT Huffman. JT, I want to go back. You know, you talked there a little bit about when you, your brother, and your dad are all racing go-karts. How competitive does it get in the garage with all three of them? Oh, shoot. I mean, first off, I got to tell you how lucky I was because my dad worked on my go-kart, and that means everything got took apart every week and put back together. My dad will not show up to a car that he knows won't finish the race. Now, my brother's cart, my grandpa built it, so it set on the sit on the rack until saturday morning and then you spend all saturday morning trying to put it together to get it to race so <laughs> so i got pretty lucky in that aspect tanner had the rough end of the stick but really me and tanner never really had a rough rivalry i mean me and him always raced each other clean now my grandpa and my dad they'd bounce off each other and then my grandpa oh, really? my grandpa would flip him off i mean that's just how it worked <laughs> <laughs> but that, it was a blast and the, the the problem we had with that you know everybody started drinking too and when you get drinking and racing, there's people drinking and trying to race. And right. It just got it yeah. just got out of hand with that as well, and that ended up being why the racetrack shut down ultimately. One of my very first jobs ever at a racetrack, I flagged a go kart track. Man, it's probably 18 years ago or so, and I tell you what, there was more drama at a go kart track than I've ever seen 
at a, a car tr- you know racetrack it's a, the drama is just like intensified it seems like oh it's serious it's the real deal so then when you you know you talked about earlier too that what all you can learn from being in the go-kart once you jump from the go-kart and you get into the car what were some of the challenges though of making that jump i'd say that the biggest thing really for me and it took me two years to figure it out is in a race car the brake turns the car you know oh really in a go-kart you don't have the brake don't do you just got the back brake so it's just slowing you down but when you go into the corner in a, a mini stock or a super stock or whatever it is you know you tap that brake and the car sets and i mean it took me three or four years to figure out why i couldn't keep up but that's because they're driving in twice as hard as me and just hitting the brake one time and i'm just trying to drive it in because that's what i got used to right that was probably the the most major thing in the horsepower of course you know that's big that's a lot more fun yeah because in go-kart it's in in all racing is but in go-karts correct me if i'm wrong it's really a momentum game i mean it is you want to feather everything if you're even getting off the throttle because once you lose momentum you can't you can't break make that back up oh yeah you and if if it's not a passing groove you just follow the leader and you just got to bump them until they get out of the groove because there's 99 percent of the time it's a one groove track it's hugged the tires and and that that's another good thing teaches you patience you know in racing and you get you know that you have to wait on them to make the mistake and not just try to drive around them every time so it's a martinsville every week and a go-kart track yeah, yeah the front of my <laughs> cart was always war black <laughs> <laughs> so but you went from the go-kart to the mini stock then right yeah went to the go-kart to the mini stock my cousin travis lost lofton had one sitting in the shop or in a barn and he said and he told me about it one day and i called him like every week for the next year and finally said why don't you just come get it out so we went out there and dug it out and it was a piece oh yeah <laughs> and it was so bad that we brought it home and my dad went and looked at four other cars before we decided we were going to fix it oh no kidding yeah but we got it up there and it was in one piece and we was having fun with it and showed up the first night with a stock motor and was running the back but i still having the time of my life oh i can imagine that that's uh and, you know, and I know Matt has talked about it, you know, when we've talked about our kids and, you know, their interest in possibly racing. I don't know that that's a bad place to start either, you know. Yeah. Even though, yeah, we all want to think we're going to jump in and run up front, but starting with that stock motor and and learning some of those those skills that you talked about and how to truly drive the car before you're just spinning out everywhere and, and losing the car. Yeah, I, you know, I've said that because my 12-year-old, she wants to race, and that's why I said I just put – you know, I'd, I'd like to put her in a pure stock and just put a stock V8 in it and just let her run until she comes to me and says, I'm to the floor. I, you know, I want more horsepower. Then it's like, okay, now she's mastered that. Let's let's step up a little bit. So That was my dad's plan, but that was night two. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had to do something pretty fast after that. But I, I, I can you. see that. That Ford class is something that I oh, think is going to take off. You know, I was getting ready to bring that up because I tell you what, those were super impressive to watch Saturday night there at Brownstown. And uh, I talked to Chris Workman, you know, he's kind of over it. And he said, for $2,500 or less, you're in. You're like, you're fully invested in the in it. Because he said, you can't change the suspension. You can't change the motor. He says, you know, knock all the plastic and glass out of it and put a roll cage in. And I thought, that's a pretty good beginner class right there. Yeah, and I... And, I, and I'm, I'm also, the whole time they were racing, Dustin, I thought we might need to revisit the Fun Fest episode and just see if two of those guys will let us drive those i think that's more our speed <laughs> you know and because i was also thinking i have the upper hand you know i drove a crown vic every day for like four years yeah so i you know i i was kind of thinking in my favor on that but i think we could we could hang tight with this because they delay the yellows 
And I think we'd actually race the race with these guys. And you know what? I, I think this too, because I, I still go back to, I, I want to, I want to see one of these cars where one of us is running the throttle and one of us is steering. Let's do it. Let's find one. I, I we've got to, because, but we got to keep, we got to trade back and forth. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that would be one of the most amazing experiences because no matter what you think you're the one in control and fixing it you know you think oh, yeah. that you're throttling right or you're you're steering right we would either end up better friends or we'll end up in a fist fight in the the infield both both ways it'd be entertaining <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> both ways it's perfect entertainment for the fun fans <laughs> but no i and i i wasn't there last weekend but i've heard nothing but great things oh, about this, this they were fun i mean they were fun in their heat races they the feature was i thought it was great i mean it you know i had i had fun i knew workman was gonna win because when they all come out I was like he's got more laps around this joint than anybody yeah that experience and then he told me you know in victory lane that he kind of put on a class and said you know the car's gonna do this you know the track's gonna do this so you're gonna have to do this and then he said like four or five of the guys had never raced on dirt they'd only raced on asphalt so he said he all night he kind of gave a class to all the guys like this is what's going to happen to the racetrack i just I, and what i heard was how competitive it all was it was but they were like one of them spun out and ended up breaking on the front stretch and another one just pulled up and they sat there and shot the breeze until the record got over there and i mean it is nothing like any of the other classes man it was <laughs> no drama no. no i mean it was very and they asked that the, they delayed the yellows if, if this one car spins out to give them time to get corrected and go you don't have to throw yellow immediately so they you know they're not real concerned about losing ground with the leader and if two cars get together and wreck they both go to the tail (laughs) i just have to say bradley fry has already jumped in and said if we do that he wouldn't have to work on a car that way (laughs) (laughs) brad i'm gonna tell you that is the most true statement because i i understand we've talked about pushing those uke tires in all the way I'm worried about every part of anything hard around there. I'm kind of worried about the sweets up in turn two with me and you. I mean, <laughs> I, I was going to say the scale house. <laughs> They're not as far off. Why there. is he heading that way over there to get weighed already? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, Brad, that is. Um, I'll be honest. Concern. I've been very nervous about uh, the mistress. I mean, it just looks so good. I mean, yeah. not putting anybody else's car down, but Brad and Jack take such yes. pride in how that car looks. And I just know, I know my luck. I'm gonna. It's not gonna come back the right way. But Justin Joy, not that his car doesn't look good, has also shouted out and said, "Let you get in a. Let's get you in a Hornet for the Fun Fest. You guys need to run the Enduro." Oh boy, that's how hmm. it laughs. If they could get two of them, I'd almost do it. So me and you both was in there. If we had two Hornets, I'd run the Enduro. <laughs> but Justin Joy lost his. He's. I don't know if you know that he got tore up Saturday night pretty good on the front stretch wall. I heard wall. that. Yeah. Yeah. So if they if two cars could appear, I would consider the Sunday Enduro. I would too, especially because our good buddy Lucas Wee-Miller has announced that he's going to be running the Enduro as well. Yeah. I'd love to run door to door with them. <laughs> oh, crowbar! <laughs> so, but back then uh, we we digress. I'm not going to have enough time to announce all these things going on. No, in we're going to be on the racetrack. It sounds like every race. <laughs> um, everybody else is sitting at home going, "Man, these guys are nuts. Why yeah. do they keep offering this?" Yeah, they. Uh, these guys never raced anything. And now they want to race everything. So it's. <laughs> I mean, I I saw Joe Hartwell on here earlier. I haven't 
Marty's car has not been offered up to either no. of us. Okay. But we'll wait. I mean, he yeah. might he might just be typing right now that yeah. the Hartwell Racing Clan would like us to run Marty's. You know, uh, if not, maybe Old Boy will do that. Now, oh boy, I could see jumping off board. <laughs> <laughs> That's another scary one. <laughs> anyway, JT, back to you, man. As you as you made that transition, um, you know, into the car, when was the first time that you really felt like okay i belong here uh that's probably my first year was kind of just it was just kind of a you know learning the deal but the second year we was running top fives every week we ended up third in points i think Mm -hmm. i was you know and that's i mean this is back in the i don't know how many of you guys went to thunder valley and watched back in the day you know but we were getting 25 30 cars a week then you know and you had bobby jackson jim walters and chevy goodson and you know, there were some big names. Chevy Goodson's a legend down there at Thunder Valley, man. Yeah, he's like a hero. Oh, yeah. But I didn't like racing with him because he was always faster. Oh, really? Yeah. He could, yeah. He could, they had a good car. Every, <laughs> him and his dad both could wheel one of those. But, I mean, it, the competition in that in, itself was, you know, it was wicked, you know. And a lot of them guys have moved up. Aubrey raced many stocks with yeah. us up there. Yeah. And uh, she was hard to beat. She won one or two of them, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, there's ever. I mean, the people that have moved up, you know, Austin Fordyce, Bobby Jackson's got super stock now. Jim Walters did the bomber thing for a minute, and a lot of people just Devin Gilpin. Yeah, a lot of people don't know Devin Gilpin ran mini stocks. That's actually his car Chevy Gibson had. So that that makes know, a lot of sense. That's there, why yeah. he was really fast, obviously. <laughs> that, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but it was a really stout field of cars, and I think just <laughs> racing with those guys, you know, teaches you a lot about respect and oh yeah, you know, how to lean on somebody. Well, and, you know, we talked, you know, with Aubrey uh, last week, and, you know, she talked about that time down there running mini stocks mm-hmm. and, and what she learned with it. And you're right. There was, uh, there was a lot of competition and, and people who have continued to move up that come out of that, that class down there at Thunder Valley. So how many years did you do the mini stock? We're trying to get the timeline going for everybody here. See, so. I ran the uh, notchback car two years, and I ran the hatchback car two years. So four years there, four then years. you moved to the, the super stock. Yeah, I got a really good offer to trade my mini stock for a super stock roller. And, I, and me and my dad just couldn't pass it up. And you said it was an old Petro car? It was a Petro car. It was actually the, uh, what did they call it, the Green Hornet? The Green Hornet, yeah. I, I own that. So no just kidding. to say that I owned it, you know. That wow. was big, yeah. I got that car was famous, man. Yeah, that, well, I'm telling you, I had a rough life before I got it because it was welded all over. Oh, I mean, it, it been on some people. Well, Randy <laughs> ran, you know, the the dog poop out of that thing, man. He but he won a lot, a lot of races in that old car, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't win any, but he did. Oh yeah, he. <laughs> yeah, that's probably one of the most famous super stocks there was, man. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. And I, I hate. I to love s- your honesty. I just gotta <laughs> be honest. I love it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate to say that that car ended up. I sold it, and then that guy ended up scrapping it. And I wish I'd known it, because I would never let it went to a junkyard. Right. Yeah. No, it'd been worth just keeping the yeah, so And have it lettered back like Randy had. I mean, that would have been cool to say, here, this is the Green Hornet. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. I, I'll regret that every every day. But yeah. at the time, I needed the money to build my new, the Nightcrawler car. Right. And that was the easiest way to get it. And those are kind of becoming rare, you know, right? It yeah. doesn't build Nightcrawlers anymore, so. Uh, it was, yeah, I got it right before my car was like one of the last cars butch built oh really yeah that's why i wanted it it wasn't because you know and i'm not saying that the other guys didn't build them good you know right. Heyman built it for a while jim pfeiffer built it for a while i mean it, there was a good people that built the car but i wanted one that butch built right that's one that yeah. i grew up watching right and i got one of the ones i think the car originally belonged to uh the 16 she what's his name kevin, kevin jones kevin jones yeah. yeah it belonged to him and then they bought it and Dwayne brown drove it okay for, uh he drove it for Garrett Solomon. 
and then I got it and ran it for two years and loved it. But the thing had so many races on it there at that last year before I ended up totaling it that every week we was welding cracks. Oh, really? Every week. And I, I knew it didn't have much more, but I like I like that car because it flexed. Yeah, that's why I had the cracks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, that's why we're welding it every week. But you go, you come out of the corner, left front, come two foot off the ground. Oh, really? You know? And I know that's not supposed to be fast, but to me, that that's forward bike. Right. You know? And I've, I've never, and I love my TSR car. I'm not saying nothing bad about my TSR car. I wouldn't sell it. You know, it's been a really good car for me, but it does not flex like that Nightcrawler did. Oh, really? Which is probably a good thing. You know? Well, I know TSR uses a little <laughs> thicker, uh, you know, wall thickness on their tubing and yeah. stuff, too. That's, that might be some of it's, it. A TSR car is a more stiff car. you got to keep it straight. And that yeah. is what Todd tried to steal through my head. And Aubrey and Jason can do it easy. <laughs> to me, I like to just jack her in there and see what happens. Well, it's not many, not many of those TSR cars I around now. I mean, Aubrey's got one. What, Fields? Uh sasser's got one sasser i think sasser's was the last one yeah the last one that todd yeah. built strokes yeah. got one yeah steve well, Peden had one or he sold his to tyler neil yeah tyler neil's got yeah it. so yeah they're they're kind of limited too because now barn built does the tsr yeah yeah and i'm sure so. barn built does a good job because they do a good job on everything yeah you know i mean barn built's one of the best pure stock chassis i've ever seen yeah, yeah. Definitely one up close i agree with you on that too and as you you know as you continued on those cars you know, you talk about, you know, that the, the Nightcrawler collar flex. How how difficult is it as a driver as you, you change chassis to to go back to the notes that you have? Are you totally throwing it out and coming coming in new or how do you how do you adjust to that new? Well the the uh, Hornet car, the fly by you car that Petro had, it was a leaf spring car, so basically throw everything out after you after you oh, go yeah. for a minute. And you know what? Some people can master the leaf spring car. I'm not saying it can't be done because Colton Sullivan did it. He could wheel one. Yeah. Uh, Boatnik can do it. I mean, the work you have to do, you know, talk to Colton about it. You're tearing it. You're re-arching the springs every week. That's a two every or three week. hour deal. Yeah. That's oh, not yeah. just go out and do it real quick. That's two or three hours. Plus, you're going to have two hours of tire work, you yeah. know, just basic maintenance. The cool car, I set it on. I got a little pit lift now. My, my buddy Bo bought it for me. And I just lift that car up, and I, it sets all week. I mean, I do the tire works and stuff. I'm not underneath it all the time, and that's twice as easy. Oh, really? And I'm not. And the leaf spring car thing works. And I'm racing against Winston Howe now at Thunder Valley. Winston oh, wow. Howe's been up at Thunder Valley, and he can drive a leaf spring car. Oh, really? But I just don't have the time to work on it. I mean, I work all. I work till six o'clock at night, and I get home, and you know, you don't want to do a whole lot. You got tire work to do anyway, and wash wash day takes a whole night. Oh, yeah. Know? So the leaf spring thing. So I just threw all those notes out. And when we got the Nightcrawler car, it already had a good setup under it because Dwayne Brown and Garrett Solomon drove it. And like I said, it was running top it was running top five at North Vernon every weekend. Right. And we come to Brownstown run top ten. So we did a couple I, the first thing, and I recommend this to anybody, and I'm gonna tell you because he is one of the smartest guys you will ever meet. When I get a car, I take it to Donnie Fleetwood. Oh, do you really? I say, Donnie, tell me where we need to start. And he goes over the whole car and I tell you what, he's he's reasonable on the price. He'll tell you everything you need, and if you want to you can sit there and learn it with him. He'll explain to you stuff. That's awesome. He's forgot more stuff than I'll ever know. And, you know, he's worked on everything. And he, what he what he used to race and win races in is what a super stock is now. That's the oh, late yeah. model. Yeah. So I recommend taking anything, Don Fleetwood. The, so he puts it on scales and walks you through it then? Or is that how he does puts, it? He puts it on scales. We do shock dyno. We learn tires. You know, that's who taught me how to site, grind the site tires. Oh, and stuff. really? He taught me strategies on that. And uh, he'll tell you what shocks you need. When we was racing Brownstown, what was that? And the fair race, I think. We were so far off in the heat race 
we were half a track behind. And I was like, because we were just running the Thunder Valley setup. I didn't change it. I thought, well, we'll just try it and see. Yeah. And I, they pulled away from me like crazy. So I, I'm going to make a shock change. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ask Donnie if this is the right move first. And I walk over, and he's in the middle working on that late model because yeah. Devin's got his late model there. And I tell, I say, hey, Donnie, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? Do you think this will do what I want it to do? He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he takes time off the late model and talks to a little super stock guy, you know, while he's trying to get stuff done. Obviously, I'm, I'm probably bothering him at that point. And explains to me what I need to do and why I need to do it. He don't just say do it. He says this is why. That's, That's cool. amazing. That's, That's very what cool. I like. Yeah. That's what I like. Yeah, you because now you don't have to go ask the question again. You yeah. know why you made that change, which yeah. is huge. Yeah. If all he did is say go do this, then you're constantly asking why did I do why that? Why did I do that? Yeah. And you got to continue to ask so you you build that knowledge. I do want to I do want to throw out here right now real quick, Matt. Skyler Lewis has logged on. I know he may just be getting in. He's also not thrown out us driving the super. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, we're we're trying to happen. We're trying to get in each thing um, there at Fun Fest, um, and so Skyler he has not offered either one of us to get in the super yet. That's another one I don't think we can fit in anyway. <laughs> and I'm gonna say this: I don't think there's a vehicle in the Lewis shop that they would let us drive. I'm gonna go further and say there's not a vehicle on the Lewis property. <laughs> <laughs> you only think he'd let. I bet they'd let us drive the toter home to the racetrack, but that'd be just about it. I think if Grandpa was there, he might let me back the truck up. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe not in my condition the other night. But <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah. I, I do got to say, yeah, Skyler, if you listen, I mean, we're we're trying to collect as many rides for Fun Fest as we can, and just waiting. I've still got crickets over here. If but, you guys uh, are smart, though, you just say no. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> He answered as politically correct as you could. He said, we all know that's all up to my mom. So he <laughs> shut us down, by, but still being a friend. And, and I respect that. I do, too. He didn't yeah. tell us no, but he, we know that it's a no. Anytime in my life I ever had to go ask mom, it, it was a no. no. Yeah. So, Skylar, <laughs> we appreciate it. We'll always remember you didn't shut us down. Yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> JT, uh, one question uh, Jonathan Rourke here asked was, what are your goals in racing? I'll tell, you, the, I'll tell you the biggest one right now is to win a race at Brownstown. If you win a race at Brownstown, you're the best in the state. Plain and simple, that's it. That's all there is to it. The best in the state of Indiana race at Brownstown Speedway every weekend. I, I'm not going to argue, man, because I, I argue that all the time with other people. That that's and, I, the and I'm not saying nothing bad about other tracks. Either. I don't right. know no, no, like I know that. you're not. Yeah. But, we it's heavily competitive there man that's oh, yeah uh, if you won there you've done something and it's always been like that yeah you know it doesn't you look back all through the years that's what you know you hear that statement we've talked about it on here because people always say if you can win at brownstown you can win it at anywhere and you know and, and i know matt and i have had that discussion off air a lot more than on air but what does that really mean i mean we say it and it's kind of become the slogan but th what does it really mean but you're exactly right. When you look back through history in almost every class, no matter the names that come and go, the names that replace them are still ultra competitive at Brownstown Speedway. There is very seldom a down year where you don't see great race car drivers in each class. Well, I think the racetrack makes great race, race car drivers. Well, I agree, because if you can handle it, you, you know. you're going to be able to race. And that's that's, again, that's why some of these people I think are – 
I think they're discounting what what we're going to be able to do. I mean, I think two great race car drivers are going to be made at Fun Fest. <laughs> I'm not drinking the Kool Aid, brother. All right, thanks. I, I know, I know us. Yeah, you'll love it though. I tell you what, you need to do first because I did. I, Jim Price was nice enough to let me do it. I got to drive the two seater, and I took my mom and my sister around that racetrack. <laughs> So climb in a car with somebody hey, and, and see It's and not feel in it. the barn. It's out of the barn. But here's the thing. <laughs> I think what Jim needs to step up and do is let... I think we each need to strap in on the passenger side of the two-seater. And drive each other? Yeah. Because that's... I mean, you want to talk about... I mean, that's like being blood brothers, man. <laughs> if I'm crawling in there. It's pretty fast. It's a, it's, it won, he told me it won the Jackson 100 one year. I don't know if there's any truth to it, but that's what he told me. Well, make the phone call. <laughs> We could do that this any week. Yeah, we may have to. Which, by the way, uh, Greg Durbin did a shout out here and said, "Come to Thunder Blast weekend after Fun Fest, and Durbin Racing will hook you guys up." So, I mean, we may be booked all you know from here oh, on out. I mean, if anybody's listening, it's got a ride for the World One Hundred. I mean, we wouldn't <laughs> hesitate. I will hesitate. Yes, <laughs> you're right. That wall del door yeah, comes in fast. I have no business there. <laughs> Well, I have business there, just not in a car. You know, I'll be up in turn one on the hill there. That's where I'll be at. So. Yeah. Yeah, that wall comes <laughs> comes really fast. Would uh, you like to step up to a crate or a super? I mean, eventually, would you think oh, that'd be? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Me and me and Bo, kind of, we're kind of partners in this deal anymore. So, we've talked about it, you know. And I think that I would love to do modifies, but I think the next step would be crate and just skip the mod, you know. Just it's almost because, the same money yeah and you race for more and you can race anywhere yeah you know there's and you can race the mod anywhere too i guess but the crate deal would be a lot of fun and i'd love to rub you know get up against justin bowling some oh would put, you really oh yeah i'd love to push him over the bank a couple times oh my him and you know i kind of owe him you you brought up uh colton sullivan the leaf spring car did, did you go to brownstown saturday night no my mom made me go to the drone he uh he was in a coil over super stock first time ever he hadn't drove a leaf spring car and was quite impressive actually i was impressed with him he might not go back to leaf spring then because he, he told me he's like i'm a little nervous he said it's not a leaf spring car and you know, he never drove a cool car so it's uh so he, put, he, he pulled double duty there uh saturday night with the super stock in the the crate car so which, which speaking of the the drone was it saturday night with the was that the bus race with yeah. the wreck yeah that was wild oh my god yeah almost parked it in the front row there I mean that little kid that was sitting there, and I'm not I'm not picking on the parents because I I've seen it. The kid was sitting on the 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 bleachers. It wasn't he wasn't up against the race fence. Thank goodness that little kid's all right because yeah. that was scary. Yeah, it was close. That was wild. It I, was you should have been. I mean, it was something to see in person. I mean, when they first hit, we were I was on the back stretch. I was watching from the back stretch, and you didn't think anything went wrong, but it just wouldn't turn. His wheels wouldn't turn, and he no, just, he. Just, I mean, it, he couldn't get her slowed down. It was just yeah. locked well, in. A whole lot of weight pushing there. So yeah. it's. I think it scared him more than it did anybody in the crowd because I mean he he just couldn't have nothing. You know that's what amazed me watching the video, and I'm not picking on anybody involved because this isn't you know we don't we don't do that. No, I, yeah, and, and I and I'm not I'm not yeah. judging what happens in that situation, so I don't want it to come out like that. But it amazed me watching the few people you could see in the stand. Like, they assumed he was going to be able to get it turned or get it slowed down. They were so calm until the very last second. Yeah. And, and again, I'm not judging him. It just was amazing to me because I think of the times, even when I'm in the infield and somebody loses it at Brownstown coming out of turn four, 
I do. I just stand mm-hmm. there assuming ah, they'll get it collected or they're never going to get here. You know, and, and how quickly that stuff can change. And it, it was just amazing to me to watch that on film because obviously as you watch it on film, you know what's coming and you're like, move, move, move. But I don't think I'd do it either. Yeah. It, it, it could have been really bad. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, you were told, JT, not to throw your mom under the bus. Oh. Which is kind of literal in the situation we're talking about. <laughs> well, he, he did say she made him. <laughs> yeah, he. I, I mean, want to. I always want to go to Brownstown every Saturday night. <laughs> Even though I'm not racing up there every week, I've been to probably ninety percent of the races anyway. And just to be honest, I mean, right now we're really trying to get on Mom's good side yeah. because we found out that those control a lot of race cars. So yeah, yeah, she. <laughs> so Mom's, we'll be doing a special Mother's Day episode I coming in the next that. year. Um, that you, we will be inviting all moms on the show. Especially Tammy Lewis. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Skylar, tell mom she needs to be on the show. <laughs> hey, let's uh, <laughs> let's pause here real quick and do our second round of sponsors and come right back here with uh, JT Huffman. Race fans, In the Fast Lane Productions has rebranded itself as Dirt to Media. This is a huge win for us as race fans as they will be expanding their coverage to three local racetracks. For a mere $9.99 a month, you can choose between race action from Thunder Valley, Twin Cities Raceway Park, or Brownstown Speedway. But really, who can choose? So for only $13.99 per month, upgrade to the VIP membership and receive video from all three tracks. The only question I have left for you is, what are you doing? Get over to dirttomedia.tv and sign up today. Hey, Matt, what would you say is one of your most prized possessions? Oh, it has to be my racing t-shirts. And you've got an impressive collection. But I heard about a new place. P3RacingShirts.com is the one and only place offering genuine custom racing shirts with no minimum quantities. Their shirts are printed in full color using the latest technology and direct-to-garment printing. They have custom designs for several different car types and specialize in our favorite... Dirt track racing. That has to be great for the local driver. You don't have to buy all those up front. Absolutely. And they don't have to hold all that inventory at home. What did you say that was again? P3RacingShirts.com. Let's check them out. Octobilt Performance Differentials in Louisville, Kentucky. Specializes in race, performance, and street differentials. Don't trust just anybody with your differential. Make sure it's someone who's a proven winner. Contact Mike Kessler today at 502 539-7886 again that's mike kessler at 502-639-7886 octobelt performance differentials a proven winner does your yard have a dead or dying tree threatening your house or property do you have an unsightly stump you're tired of mowing around have trees that need trimmed up against the house if you answered yes to any of these questions call our good friends at canes tree service they're fully insured and offer free estimates call canes tree service today at 812 344-5917. Tree trimming, tree removal, stump removal. Call our friends at Kane's Tree Service today at 812-344-5917. OCC Seamless Gutters is the only place to turn for new 6-inch seamless gutters, gutter repair, leaf guard systems, and gutter cleanouts. I mean it. Go outside right now, and if your gutters have trees growing out of them, call OCC. Let me give you a little hint. Schedule them for a time your wife is gone and take all the credit. OCC is fully insured and offers free estimates. Call them today at 812-592-7899 or visit their Facebook page at OCC Seamless Gutters. And we are back here with JT Huffman, again, driver of the 95H. 
uh, in the Wolfston Automotive Superstock class. And uh, I want to jump out here with you, JT, and ask you this question. As we kind of talk about, you know, looking at that move, we were talking before we went to break there, between the modified and the crate. Um, you know, when you look at the crate class, you obviously said, obviously, you can race it anywhere. What What is it about it that interests you so much more to go the late model instead of the modified? Yeah. Uh. I, that's always been the dream. It's a late model. You know, that's the dream. <laughs> I know. It's, the, it's close as I'll get. The modifieds don't have front fenders, and I'm not really a fender guy. I've ran a modified three times with a super stock. But it's a late model, man. I know. He's a push and flip guy. That's sad. <laughs> nothing against sprint car guys, but there ain't nothing like a full body car coming at you. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up watching them. You know the late model deal. Me too, and, and, me too. and, that, and that's what Gale. it is. That, you know, it, it, he he it was is. a Bloomington guy. You know, he went to Bloomington <laughs> oh, and watched, and he grew up in sense. he grew up in Mitchell, home of John Gill, but he's a Sprint Car fan. Oh man, home of Kevin Briscoe as well. That's right. I was getting ready to say that, <laughs> and, and Chase Briscoe. It just depends on where you diverted <laughs> there. When, now Ch- I will Chase say, Briscoe drives fendered cars. He does. He does now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He started in in the sprints, but no, I, I mean it, it is funny though. When it's, you, where, it's where you go when you were a kid. Well, and even when you just say that, you know, you talk about Mitchell, Indiana, the small town. You talk about those two areas. You had John Gill to go watch, or you had, you know, Kevin Briscoe. You had both sides of the equation uh, that you could go. And I, like I said, we ended up being you know at Bloomington Speedway most of the time, and yeah, sprint cars were where it was at. I I will say that in my time of doing this show over the last you know couple years and spending more time at Brownstown Speedway, I am much more of a late model guy than I ever thought I would be. I enjoy watching them race. Now, I still will say non-wing sprint cars are my cup of tea. If I could see anything run, it'd be non-wing sprint cars. They put the wings on them. I'm not nearly as excited, but you give me non-wing sprints, I'm I'm all about it. Now, you know, I never went to Mitchell, Indiana until I was 13, but I knew Jack's Lounge was there. Oh, absolutely. Just for the simple fact that every lap John Gill took around, the car said Jack's Lounge, Mitchell, Indiana, you know. <laughs> great restaurant. Gone now, but great. That, that's what I always heard, that that was the joint, man. Oh, it was a great steakhouse. Great yeah, little that's... steakhouse and, uh, um, you know, great little bar area there, and it was awesome. I mean, that's what I heard. You know, like I said, it was, I never, never seen it, never nothing, but I knew exactly where it was because, you know, lap after lap, you could read, you know, I've been, in there. I've been in there a few times. Have you? Just a couple. Great, great spot though. Yeah, but it is, it is wild. And it kind of goes back to what you were just talking about, JT, you know, and the idea of, you know, and, and we kind of talked about last week, Southeastern Indiana, especially. I mean, when you start looking at the drivers who have come out of this area, it's, it's crazy you know what they have been able to accomplish and do i mean it it still blows my mind i mean that you know you just brought up chase briscoe that i mean to watch him race every every weekend at the level he's being able to do it at is unbelievable to me. that's why you know when logan mountain sat down last week graduated high school with him yeah that was one of the, the coolest you know. <laughs> it, and i didn't get the cars out tonight but i've got the briscoe his his first win at the roval in the xfinity car and, and it, logan sitting there and logan goes I graduated with him. Yeah. That's crazy to sit here and look at his die cast, and I graduated with yeah. him. And it is. I mean, it's unbelievable. And, and um, you know, kudos to those guys and what, and what Chase is doing. And, and, again, I'll go back. I know we've talked about this several times before, but kudos to those guys who go and, and make it 
but give back to the sport. So was Gil your your hero? Oh yeah, and I, looking back, I like Steve Barnett still, but you never pulled for Steve Barnett. It was John Gill all the way, you know. Oh yeah, and, and you know he was a a crowd favorite for years, and I mean, no matter what racetrack he's at, you know, if John Gill was there the majority of the crowd rooted for him oh, yeah. you know that black 75 i mean they, he was notorious you know that was uh you know there's a lot of one of my favorite moments ever when i was at brownstown was which my heroes and dustin knows this was never a race car driver my heroes were always the guys up yelling the microphone you know that that was those you guys rooted for race car drivers i rooted for the the announcers you know essex is my hero not anymore you're my hero yeah you're Don't, really good at it. You really are. I do appreciate that. Well, he's old enough to be my hero. That's yeah. why I wanted to throw it. <laughs> old enough to be his dad, but but you know, Essex was always number one, and Spanky to Spain's right there, and and Eshelman. You know, th- those guys were my heroes because I was like, man, those guys are so awesome. But one, the guys I always rooted for when I was young was Kevin Claycomb, and I was announcing it at Brownstown when we inducted Kevin into the Hall of Fame at Brownstown. So. That was like that was a cherry on top moment for me that I got to be the announcer and put Kevin Claycomb in the Brownstown Hall of Fame because when he, you know he was the one driver when he was on the racetrack I rooted for no matter what so that that was pretty cool there so you know we all got our heroes oh yeah yeah for sure and you know I got being racing at Superstocks at Brownstown I've got to race with some of them oh yeah you know, Roger yes, Rickenbacker I was a huge fan. Yeah. You know, that was my bomber guy, him and uh, Bub Cummins. Bub, yeah. And now Bub builds my motors, and I get to race with Roger. I mean, that's living life right oh, there. Oh, yeah. What, I do want you to expand on that a little bit. What What is that like? You know, that idea of I, I just I think about who my heroes are, and I can't do what you do. I mean, if all this comes through at Fun Fest, everybody's going to figure out real quick we can't do what you do. Yeah, um, we know that. <laughs> yeah. We're real good at talking on a microphone. Um, but, well, that may be up to – <laughs> questions too but yeah. I, I can't imagine when i think about guys like kevin briscoe that are my heroes or, or tony stewart and watching him and i can't imagine going around the track and looking out to the side and there's briscoe yeah like that, that to me like i can't fathom that idea so what is it like when you're on the track and your next door is is a hero uh, you don't hit those guys. You give those guys extra room because I mean that's that's just it, you know. Okay, but let's throw this scenario out there. You're racing for your first win at Brownstown, and you're door to door with your hero. I'll run him over. Okay, if that's what it takes. Yeah, run him over. Let me tell you something. Let me say something really cool, real quick. Last year I was uh, the last race of the year at Brownstown. I was running fourth in points. All right, we're uh, battling for the lead with Brandon Carr and Jason Heyman's pushing us around the racetrack. We finally got the car. We did some things. It made the car bite, but we made some huge changes. And we're trying to get fourth in points in this deal, so we got to beat Jack Fry. You know, which first off, you know, I watched Jack Fry when I was a kid, too, so that's a big deal. So we're running second, and I chuck a rod to the block. So, you know, I'm over there. There's nothing we can do. I got to run the race to get points, you know, to try to, to keep – because I'm going to fall back to eight. That's how close the point is. Right, yeah, it was really race. tight, yeah. So Roger Rickenbacker doesn't even hesitate and says, just get in mine. And, you know, looking, I'm sitting there looking back as I'm a kid. And I was like, me and my brother are sitting in the bleachers and we had steering wheels in our hand pretending that I'm this guy and now I'm going to drive this car. That was one of the most amazing experiences of my life, you know. Really? And, and you know, his car, is it's older than mine and it, it wasn't as fast. But you know what? It's Roger Rickenbacker's car at the end of the day and I got to drive it. And I tell people that all the time. You know, a lot of people don't remember him because he's a bomber guy. But to me, that was he raced Thunder Valley on Fridays and raced Brownstown Saturdays, and I was at both of those places. Oh, really? So, 
I got to watch him twice a week, and it, it just to drive his car was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. Well, that's why I tell Dustin all the time about Dusty Chapman. There was a time Dusty Chapman, when he was on the racetrack, you better watch out because he's going to be your winner. He's one of the ones to beat. And, you know, now, you know, people that come in late, you know, to the sport, they would never think that of watching Dusty now. But there was a, you know, Dusty was the first Kenny Simpson Memorial winner, you know, in 1984. So, I mean, that's that's a big deal. He raced you with class, too. I mean, yes, he, he was, did. He would yeah. give you plenty of space and just drive around you. He didn't care. Yeah. And not that I hate on Dusty Chapman. I want to make that clear. <laughs> No, I, didn't say, I just said no, I told no, you about it. I know you told me that. I just yeah. the way it kind of came out there. It was you, like you, I, you, come, you weren't walking going to Brownstown right. when Dusty was in his no, heyday. Is what I'm saying. I just wanted to be no. clear on the air that no, I don't no, hate no. on Dusty Chapman at all. And not at all. Correct. No, me. you just weren't watching. You weren't at no, Brownstown. I, 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 I was not there when Dusty was yeah. there at all. So CJ was the same way though. You know, he mm -hmm. was winning races, and you know he's like 80 years old now, still yeah. out there and doing laps every now and then. Oh yeah, yeah, even doing laps in the Toter home yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when needed hey i do want to say because we we've had this this uh good buddy of mine on and we've had some arguments with him brandon allman did shout you out and say that you guys agree on a driver love kevin claycomb and james huff so he wanted to let you know that you guys were on board together and I'll, I'll even give him credit on the number five of huff too i forgot all about him man so i will i and i will also say brandon i never text you back this week but you're welcome um i i've agreed to help him out i'll just leave it at that he does know he can show up any wednesday and hang with us right he does he he's too cool i like it when he comes because i got something i can argue with he likes to argue and that that's kind of fun so. he does all the time about yeah. anything but we all i gotta do is bring clay home and then we're good so hey uh so before we get any farther i i want to make sure because you're ready you got your list we usually throw this on people thank your sponsors and who helps you get to the track yes. jt and, it, and it's important um because that's why we wanted to start this thing is so that drivers like you could you know really get those names out there uh i've got a whole list of them this year i really got blessed this year this is the second year in a row i filled up a car but uh my grandma and my mom would have my neck if I didn't thank God first for, you know, not everybody gets blessed with an opportunity like I've been blessed. So it's always important to, you know, remember where you came from and go to church on Sunday, even after you've been out till one in the morning. <laughs> uh, but I also got uh, Bob and Kev's Barbecue. They've been with us since my mini stock days. Uh, Livers Motorsports has been a big help the last two or three years. Uh, the Lawrence family has been on there for four or five years. All in One Pools jumped in this year. They've helped out a ton uh pearly farms alexander ranch those guys have really helped out a ton uh, mama roses in salem best pizza in town by far uh p3 graphics and race shirts uh he doesn't just do my car he does everything i mean he does letters everything for america is a really good guy can we and, pause right there real quick just because he's one of our sponsors too yes is he not i mean he's ridiculous like every time I reach out to him for something, he's like, "Man, I'm just really backed up. It's going to be a while." Like he's like the restaurant and tells you it's a three hour wait and you get seated in fifteen minutes constantly, and I mean that. Like he will be up front with you, he's backed up, but he will bust his tail to get you what you need when you need it. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to add to that because I reached out to him to come on the show, and he told me to holler at you. So he's oh, like, wow. he's like, "Get a hold, get a hold of JT." He said, "Get him on the show." So you know he. He promoted you when you didn't even know uh, it. So. I, mean, I, I can't say enough about him. I mean, he's done everything for me, from frisbees to hats, you know, sh shirts, race cars. Bic he did bicycles for me because we gave away bicycles at Thunder Valley one night. And he did two of them, and it took 
I needed them that week, and he got them done two days. So, oh wow, you can't say enough about Eric and everything they do down there. No, absolutely amazing. I know we said it last week, but I'm gonna bring it up again. We got the uh, the newest um, Justin bowling shirts, yes. and it was when he just got the new machine to print them. And I know people think we're crazy, but Matt and I both said from the get go. We didn't know how we felt about this direct-to-garment stuff, not being true screen printing. And we both agreed. We were at work one day, and we're like, we're going to wash it as much as we can. And we did. I mean, yeah. I was throwing it in the wash. He was throwing it anytime the darks went in, washing it. And I, 100%, you can come look at my shirt. Yes. 100%, it looks as good today as the day that I got it. I have totally lost count. It's well over a hundred washes. I would say that mine's been through. I, I know mine is too. You know, it's because like I said, every time the docks darks went through, even if I hadn't wore the shirt, I threw it back in the wash just to see. And I mean, it still looks just like it did. It looks so. brand new. So I mean, if you yeah. are looking for shirts, and I'm sorry to interrupt your sponsor no, list, fine. but this one's a big one for yeah, us. Yeah, we, we got to plug that because that, that P3 is racingshirts.com. Man, they are they are the place yes. to go go ahead okay. uh, <laughs> yeah i totally invaded that but i wanted to make sure you got some love i think huffman race bodies is the last sponsor but then i gotta thank my mom and dad and megan Bo, my grandpa's uh my brother kelton dennis tristan bud chuck travis dustin i mean you know what at the end of the night i got 20 people in the pits so that's great yeah i mean i can't the support around my team this year has been amazing you know and that's a that's something that you know sometimes we have guys on here and i think they they forget about that part and i'm not knocking them because we always say you know who helps you get to the track sponsors are vital don't get me wrong because it's it's not a cheap sport that we all love but to have 20 people on the track you you don't realize how important and how vital all of those people are you know it's like you know i'll go back to to tammy lewis and and talking about skylar lewis you know skylar messaged earlier and said she controls the whole race team she also controls a crock pot that's right what i hear and the food she makes is amazing and it it sounds silly to somebody sitting in the stands but just the idea of being able to get something to eat in the midst of chaos trying to get ready for the race to to have somebody that packed the cooler the right way because we all know as as male racers and race fans sometimes we don't do the best with that we end up with way too much of one kind of beverage and not enough of the beverages that hydrate you yes so it's very very important that those extra people are there well i'm also going to say when you put all those people you know in the pits if you have a great night you really don't need them but if you have a night where you get tore up in in the heat race you need every hand you can find and it's great to know that they're already there you know you already got that support oh yeah oh yeah so i want to go back to this because you you've talked about it a little bit but obviously you said you grew up going to thunder valley and you know brownstown and watching races what is it you know we've talked about the competition but what is it about brownstown speedway and we we actually you recorded some things asking some people about their memories of brownstown what is it about brownstown speedway that makes it so special well i think first off you know is, is the drivers itself you know because not only are you dealing with drivers they're not just from indiana scott bloomquist was driving up from tennessee every week jeff purvis was too you know i mean that's a haul yeah so obviously it means something to them and the way that even jim price does it and the way that uh tim keithley did it and james essex i mean they make the fans a part of the event my cousin i mean there for a while when uh tim keithley had it every week 
the kids drew a number hmm. and then like if that race car driver won you went out and got your picture with him and you got like a hundred bucks oh really you know my my cousin biggin won a hundred bucks when i ain't a free t-shirt just for pulling out the right number it was richie lex that won it and she's been a huge richie lex fan ever since obviously but i mean just the way they can include you in the atmosphere and you know it and matt does a good job of telling you who everybody is so you, you feel like you got a connection you might not you might not see you might see him and not even know it but at the end of the day i know okay that's a gotsy in that car and that's you know a gill or somebody in that car so the connection you get no and i i will throw this out and i almost hate to even give him a, a compliment because i've not really hammered his ego enough tonight to throw this but i will say one of the coolest things about listening to matt announce is matt it doesn't matter who you are matt will get a nickname for you matt will make sure that you're represented the same way and i and i'm not saying other announcers don't try that but there's a difference you know when the when the last driver in the feature rolls out they're going to get the same energy and announcement that the the guy that we all would pick to win is going to get and and i appreciate that about matt because even when some of the big traveling series comes in and he's not on the mic when he comes and does a supporting series they sound just as exciting as what those traveling series are well that's what i try i mean that's what we're there for and every one of those drivers out there is somebody's hero and so you you know you got to pump every one of them up you know no matter you know no matter who but i'll, I'll throw this out here too because this is uh this is something funny and i, I didn't even think about till you started talking about including the fans i talk a lot on here about my five-year-old and he's ate up with it i mean and it, he is he's actually bothered right now because wednesday night since he's in kindergarten has become the nights he stays at mamma and papa's house and it's awesome for them to have that night, but he is really, really nervous about what race car driver is here. <laughs> and But the cool thing is, you know, I talk about guys don't realize what those little things are that, that people end up with, and you end up with lifelong fans. And, and my son has been blessed. You know, Zach Burton has been unbelievable to my son, and, and you know, Gilpin has given him things. And, you know, across the board, um, you know, uh, I could name tons that have walked in here and handed him things. He walked out the other day and was going through some things in his room, and he was so excited because he had thought he lost it. He found a picture, um, just a five-by-seven photograph of Justin Joy's race car that Justin had signed for him when he was here, and he said, I thought I lost this. I found this. It's not a big plaque. It's not a T-shirt. It's not – it is a – and I'm not picking on Justin for what he gave him, but it is a five-by-seven that Justin took a marker right here and signed for him that was like gold to my son oh, yeah. and, and it that's what you're talking about i mean he will be a lifelong justin joy zach burton devin gilpin fan because you know and, and i should i left him out and i feel bad Derek clegg because clegg put him in oh, his yeah. car he'll be a lifelong fan of those guys because that interaction and that connection i actually forgot to bring it tonight but uh zach burton sent a crew t-shirt to alan I, well, he told me that he had something. It's at my house. I forgot. Excuse me. I forgot to bring it. Well, so. he, he texted me the other night and asked if we were both going to be there. And I said, I didn't think we were going to make it. And he said, well, I'll give it to Matt. Yeah. But he said, I got something special for your little man. And I that's, said, that's what it is. It's pretty awesome. That, that is, uh, that's pretty cool because it is, man. That's what it's all about. You know, and, and like you just said, and I, I've told this story in here a thousand times, but it, people don't realize what it means to me. When you got the chance to sit in your hero's car and drive it. 
You know, and I joke when Chase Briscoe did the throwback scheme for Kevin, the red and white number five, and this guy walked right through the pits with me. I didn't even want to walk over next to it. Like, like I get people think well, you like, go back to your eight and ten years old, but but people think as a fan like you'd want to run up and get a picture with it and be right next to it. Like I stayed away, and Kevin was over there. I mean, Kevin was yeah. over there helping helping wrench it, and I'm like, and I Matt and I are walking through the pits. He's like, see it, and I'm like, I know, I saw it. Like I wanted, <laughs> it was like, no, nah, it's got to be over there. Like because you are, you go back to being eight and ten years old, and you're like, no, nah, because when I was eight, I wouldn't walk up to Kevin's pit and be over there even though kevin would have been amazing but it was like that's that's it and and it is it's such a, an unbelievable um thing so and i do want to shout out here brandon allman gave you another shout out i don't know what's up with him oh what's he want i don't know <laughs> must must be needing something but he said best statement of the night is every driver is someone's hero and i i i do agree with him on that from you and it is. Oh, I, Every I, yeah. driver can be. I mean, that's like I said, and, and just enjoy. You may not even be listening anymore, but that photo, I mean, if you'd have seen the smile on my son's face when he found that, was like over the moon. Well, he, you know, you, you were talking about the heroes. The first time, the first year I worked at the track, we had the Jackson 100 come up, and uh, James Essex went to give the microphone back to me, and he introduced me as the voice of Brownstown Speedway. This was James Essex calling me, you know, Brownstown Speedway is the house that Essex built, you know, and then, then he calls me the voice of it. So I was, that's probably one of my proudest moments ever is that Essex gave me that throwback. So that's awesome. Yeah. JT, as we look ahead. Why the number 95 since he, that, he butchered it before? He called you 45. Why, oh, why'd you pick 95? Man, I got it right the second time. <laughs> well, my dad was 92 and uh, we thought we need to stick with the 90s. I was born in 95. Oh, okay. So. I was 95. My brother was born 98, so he's 98. And then just my sister, you know, she's played ball and stuff. She's 97. No, no. That's pretty awesome, yeah, really. That's kind of just stuff. So, us. 95, how much older would you be? My son was born in 96. That's so, my daughter's born in 93. Yeah. So, actually, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're old. You had to come up at me about butchering it. I was going to let it lay. 24 years older. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's old. Half century. No, half a that's not Almost half century. century. Quarter century. <laughs> that's old. It is. I'll own it. I'm jealous because you got to see the best in Brownstown. Amen, bro. Oh, don't, 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 <laughs> don't pan him out here. That's Jack Boggs, Scott Bloomquist. I mean, oh, that's yeah. the best. It is, but we don't have to. Jeff we don't Purvis, have to play Charlie him Swartz. Yeah, Charlie Schwartz. Yeah, shoot, yeah. First ever Jackson 100 winner right there, man, Charlie Schwartz. So, yeah. Which, it, that was 1981, and, and I was there. You yeah. know. That was four years away. <laughs> four years away. Yeah. You know, I've seen, I've seen, you know, the Dairy Queen Classic. You know, they don't race that that race no more. And I miss the car show. That's what oh, I yeah. I, you know, I actually talked about that, but it seems like people wait so long to get the cars done now that there yeah. wouldn't be cars for car shows. Yeah. I agree because they they assume that we're going to get the weather early because you know I almost went to Dustin and said, hey, let's start sponsoring the car show. So that we and but it's like you talk to people. And, you know, we were two weeks away from racing, and they don't even have their car scheduled to letter for three weeks. Yeah. Because, like Dustin said, they just anticipate the weather now, so it's like, why get in a hurry? Well, and this year was so weird because you got those first couple weeks in, and then, boom, we were off for a month and a half. Yeah. But uh, I missed the car show, too, because I love that. 
just walking around and you know because i was always a guy when i was young that wanted to see the driver out of the car and you know at the car show they were always around the car so if you found the car you know because i had always memorized all the cars but i didn't know what all the drivers look like it's like okay that's what he looks like but see i still think that's a desire i think that is you know because it's even funny to me when some of these guys that don't race at brownstown every week come in that are good regional drivers but maybe i've never seen them out of the car i've seen them run the car but i know you and i've walked through the pits even together sometimes and been like i'm not exactly sure who which is one the driver yeah. you know you're trying to figure out the the crew and okay this guy's doing this so maybe it's a it, it is weird i so, mean social media helps so much it now does. it does you know you can get on dirt on dirt and see interviews but again i'm old so you know back when you you kind of had to catch them out or getting in you or know in their and, driving suit at least oh you know, yeah it's like okay and you know you read the name because you had no clue you know you see they cut through the the grandstands go sit with their family sometimes it's like okay that's what he looks like you know so that that was always a big deal for me when i was young and i do want to i do want to kind of throw this out there uh to anybody who's still listening but this is a project that we're going to start working on this winter yes. um and trying to put some things together uh matt and i are going to work to put together a jackson 100 documentary um and it's very very early in the stages uh but we are going to do some interviews uh filming and we're looking for you know past winners past owners past crew chiefs past fans we want to really document what the jackson 100 has meant um throughout the years and really want to get interviews we're going to look for old footage we're going to try and put something together now i will be upfront and honest this is probably a multi-year project yes. for us because unfortunately we don't get to spend every day just being a production company but it is a passion for both of us it's something we have agreed to put on our bucket list to to complete so if you're out there and you know connections to people you know, we want that help. So email me at droller at aprpodcast.com um, and hook up with us, send us a message on social media. But we are we are going to start this winter kind of planning out the the Jackson 100 documentary that we're going to produce. Would you be interested in that, man? That would be that would be amazing. You know, that's the race. Of, that's my race. If I was going to pick one race to win, I'd pick that over the World 100. See, no I, joke. If I was a driver, I would too, just because that's close to me. Yeah. You know, that was the race you went to every year to watch. Yes. So that was, you know, and I I was going to Eldor watching the World 100 before Dustin was born, but it's, uh, you know, that's, the Jackson's still more passionate to me. Yeah, I agree 100%. But I think right there what you both just said is the reason why Brown sounds special. Because you both just said, I'll take the Jackson over the world. And, you know, and I get that because going back to my hero, Kevin Briscoe, the greatest thing ever was when the traveling series would come in and you knew it don't matter who your name is, what you did, you're going to deal with Kevin Briscoe oh, at yes. Bloomington. The same way you guys have grown up knowing if you come to Brownstown, you're going to deal with these guys. That's why Kevin was my hero. Everybody else showed up. I, I like to go every week, but everybody else showed up when the traveling series came in. They came in with every traveling T-shirt on and I'm like, Oh, no, no, no. Risky Brisky is going to be the guy right here. And that's what makes Brownstown special. But, like you know, like he said, and, you know, it kind of goes back to your Briscoe thing. You know, Bloomquist and Purvis and them guys would all show up, but then they had to worry about Barnett and Gill and Claycomb. Curry. You know, Curry. 
yeah, you know, he's the winningest light mall driver in Brownstown history. Yeah. You know, they were there every week. And I've told this story before. I went, when I was 11 years old, we went to Volusia County Speedway in, in Florida. I'm 11 years old, and the late model feature rolls out in the front row was Ray Godsey and Russ Petro. The same two guys I sat at Brownstown and watched race every Saturday night mm -hmm. was a thousand miles from home on the front row with a feature event at Volusia County. It's like, you know, holy cow. You know, that's when I realized how big our guys were, yeah. you know, so. And when it comes down to this year, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to have my Devin Gilpin shirt on, and I'm going to be pulling for him or Chad Stapleton even, you know. Those guys, if they could pull that off, that's it for me. That's the year. You know, we've talked about that on here, and that's where I struggle so much when the Jackson comes around because you can pick with your heart or your head, and it is so difficult for me. And we've talked about guys like if Huddy pulls off the win in the Jackson, if Devin would pull off the win, if Stapleton would. You better not rule out that M car. Well, I'm not, but that, <laughs> but that would be that would be a head pick. Oh yeah, not a yeah. heart pick. But when you look at those with your heart, and maybe this is selfish, the party that would happen at Brownstown Speedway, and I know we've talked on here when we've had Devin on, they'd burn the place down. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it would just be unbelievable. And I would. there's oh, nothing yeah. more than I'd want to see. Even than, if you're a Bobby Pierce fan, you're going to pull for that hometown guy. Oh, you are. Oh, every absolutely. Time. Yes. You know? And I, I loved watching yes. Bobby Pierce win last year. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not, I won't hate on any guy that, that's like that, but... No, if it's Bobby and, and Devin or Bobby and Hudson or Bobby and Chad, I'm pulling for the other guy. Oh, I'll definitely pull for the local guy, you know, but like you said, you got a heart pick and a head pick. You know, you have to pick. No, if, you, if I'm putting my money on it, I'm not going with my heart pick, and I, that's not against any of those guys, but no, the M car would be who I would be. Which I'm glad to right see now. no surgery for him. Yes. Chris Madden does, you know, had a ref break your phone off the golf cart, but uh, no surgery. Can I say this, though? And not trying to stir controversy because we don't do that on here, but does the Bloomquist people have the most random injury accidents? They're falling off things. I mean, yeah. it is. I mean, I'm not trying to stir something because I saw his eye. He obviously got hurt, but from trailer hitches to golf carts to motorcycles. Oh, yeah. These guys need to just sit in a race car, period. I'll, I'll tell you, you know, we went down to the north south and, you know, Madden started 10th. Me and Isaac Rainey were sitting there, and uh, I asked him who he thought it was, and he, he said Jimmy Owens was going to lead 70 laps, and then he said the zero car was going to win. That was what Isaac Rainey told me. Jimmy Owens led 73 laps. So Isaac about had it. The zero car won, but it was one with the M in the middle of it. <laughs> and, but uh, you know, I leaned down and I said, Madden's coming, and that boy was on a mission. But I've told Dustin, if it was 110 laps in the, in the north-south, I think Hudson O'Neill would have won. Hudson got it figured out just a little too late. So That is a good thing now, though. You can say the zero car, and you got two pretty good picks. Yeah, right on. I mean, yeah, you're, yeah. You're in pretty good shape just going, yeah. I'll take the zero. Yeah. But that, I, you know, being honest, at the Jackson, I might take the zero against the field if I get both zeros. I don't think nobody would take that bet with you. Though. I don't think they would either. It was about like when I got texts about Hoffman and the Modifieds the other yeah, night. Yeah, no kidding. $10,000. They got Hoffman. I got the field. I said, not a chance. <laughs> How wore out are you when you climb out of your car? Uh, be, After a feature event. To be honest with you, Thunder Valley wears more out than Brownstown. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, Brownstown, you're smooth. You know, you're just easing on the wheel, easing on the gas. And Thunder Valley, you're wide open, cramming the brake in the floor and then throw it back on the floor. Uh, but I went to a full containment seat this year. 
and I didn't realize how fat I was until I got one of those. <laughs> Do you, are you cow. more relaxed be, because that you're worries, held in tighter? That worries me and you. Me too. <laughs> because yeah. we're going to realize how fat we are. Yeah. You're, oh, I, I realize it. You're way more comfortable in one of those. Are, it's just really? getting in and getting out. Oh, yeah. You're not... When you don't have that, you're holding yourself up with the wheel. Ah, and in gotcha. that, you're just, you're like mine is tight. And it just holds you. It just holds you. Are you yeah. more confident? Because, I mean, I don't care how hard you pull your straps. I know in those old seats, you moved, mm-hmm. you know. So are you more confident that you're kind of snug in there? And Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I was against it for so long just because I didn't like the idea of not being able to see. Because right. they come up to right here, you know, they're by your head. And, you know, Tristan, my brother in law, Brad, he talked to me and talked me into it, talked me into it. And Bo was talking me into it. And I was like, I found a good deal on one from Jaden Mayhem. He was done with it, and I bought it cheap, and I bolted it in, and I wish I'd have done it three years no ago. See, I'm a firm believer in all the same. I'm, I like the fire suppression things. After Shelby Miles caught on fire last mm-hmm. year, I'm all about that stuff, man, because I, I think that saved his life. Oh, yeah. By the way, Allman said he will take the field in that bill, bet. He said Pierce and Marler. So he's taking Pearson Marlowe, not the field. No, he said he'll take the pick. I think he was just telling me that I oh, missed okay. a couple. Okay. But I still think I'd lean on the two zeros. Uh, hmm. Marlowe got lucky against my Jason Jameson. He about had him. I had my 12 shirt on. I, I think I think Allman, we may have to talk. I think that may be a bet that's going to happen. I think I might have to investigate this. And have, I might have my own pick. Because I think that I think, I think we might have to have a Jackson 100 show and all of us do some Yeah, picks. because I, I will agree um, I like Pierce and Marler both at Brownstown. Don't get me wrong, but I think the two zeros right now. Because number one, if they can both run up front, I think the M gets away, and I think the other zero blocks. You're gonna have Davenport there too. He's been fast the last two times. It's gonna. I don't know. We, and it's crazy for me to sit here and say I think the other zero would block. I don't think so. I do. <laughs> I think the transition is happening. Oh, it's happening, but he still wants to win. I think the, the original zero would wreck the M. Oh, I agree with that. But yeah. if the M's out of the, out of the way, if they're running one two, and he can't get to the M, he ain't gonna let Davenport around him to go get the M. He can't let the Longhorn beat the Bloomquist. Oh, you do know that. So that's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, JT, man, we're at an hour and ten minutes in. As crazy as that sounds, that was fast. It, <laughs> it does. Um, brother, we appreciate it. You're welcome back any yeah, You come and hang out if you want to. You oh, that was a blast. I would love to come back. That was yeah. That was more fun than I even thought it would be. And, uh, man, we wish you the best. I mean, we love getting to watch your race. And uh, like I said, when we started this, it was all about, you know, getting the profile of you guys. And thanks for coming on. Yeah, um, don't we, be a stranger at Brownstown, man. Come work, see we're planning on coming to the next one. That's the plan. If we good get deal. the gear swap and everything. Well, good. Be there because we just talked before you actually walked in. Uh, just to everybody that listens, we threw out a late Facebook post before, yes. but uh, we're looking ahead to the uh, Labor Day weekend, and I think uh, the Throttled Up team's going to be camping at Brownstown yes. Speedway uh, so, Friday and Saturday night. It'll be for late, sure. late Friday, though. We got football games. We got to work Friday night. And but we'll, we'll be there. We'll be there later. So, so yeah, if you're over there, you come over early Saturday, find the Throttled Up team. We're going to be there and uh, having some fun. Oh, yeah. So, right. Thanks for coming thanks, again. Guys. Have a good one. You too. P3 Graphics is one of Indiana's premier suppliers for motorsports wraps and apparel. P3 Graphics offers great pricing along with some of the best customer service in the industry. 
Give them a try on your next project and you won't be sorry. You can contact them via email, phone, or on Facebook on the P3 Graphics page. To find out more, go to www.p3graphix.com. Again, that's www.p3graphics.com. Billy Badfast Performance is your local dealer for Velocita racing gear, custom and off-the-shelf suits, shoes, gloves, crew shirts, and custom tent canopies. Also, Zamp racing equipment, which includes helmets and neck restraints, double H fabrication, front and rear bumpers, door bars, and T-bars. When you're one of the guys at the track that's bad fast and you want to look great doing it, Give us a call at Billy Bad Fast Performance, 502-517-9393. Also, look for Billy Bad Fast Performance on Facebook and Twitter. Schaefer Photo and Custom Tee is the place for any race fan to get racing memorabilia. Mark and Jamie Schaefer will work to make whatever custom photo product you would. 